are listening to the Why Are You Interview Podcast, Episode 8. Hi, kitty cats. I am Amethysta Herrick, your hostess for Why Are You? An interview podcast about identity. Well, as I mentioned last week in the placeholder episode, my friend Fiona and I had another conversation. I did change up my questions. Well, I guess question. And the result, I hope you're going to find, is hilarious. One more side note. Part of the reason Fiona and I spoke this week was due to the quality of my audio recording. I promise I thought I had fixed all the issues. And while this week is better, my issues are not gone. So I apologize. There were a few clicks and pops But fortunately, Fiona does most of the talking anyway. This content is brought to you by subscribers of my Substack publication. If you're already a subscriber, thank you again. If you would like to support shows just like this one, as well as everything that I write and film, please consider subscribing using links that you're going to find in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this interview with Fiona. All right, so joining me today on the program is Fiona, who is an Irish writer. Now, last week, I guess it was about a week ago, you and I had a conversation, Fiona, and I had technical difficulties on my side, and there were technical difficulties on your side. So Mm -hmm. I want to say just, first of all, thank you for taking the time to meet with me again. Absolute pleasure. Truth be told... I really didn't mind like tossing that show out because I liked talking to you anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's it's good. It's good to uh, how do I say uh, every like every mistake is a fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like every error is has a silver lining. It brings us back right. together again uh, because we. Uh, I think we actually connected very well. Despite oh, our reservations on uh, whether technical difficulties are uh, ones, how do I, I? I sounded like I didn't really uh, like I was lost for words. Like no, and then uh, that's very rare for me. And being Irish, uh, I, I felt that I hadn't done. We're, we're a nation of bloviators. And I felt that I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't given, I given the whole bloviation thing. So sufficient Irish bloviation, I get you. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, it, what we what we were speaking about, just to, you know, inform, give the, the listeners a bit of context, is that we were, when we're speaking about our journeys, we tend to become extremely pensive. And in to try to be compensative, we, we try to find the right words. Then trying to find the right words is like going into archaeology and you're digging them up and you might be as quick witted as you would like to be. So um, last week I was very, very pensive and uh, we can't have that to an extent because a lot of the journey is a lot of fun too. 
the spice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the way we're, we're represented in the media, the way that we represent ourselves. Like we're a very serious lot. Mm-hmm. We're a very sensitive lot. We're a very intense lot. But we're also human beings and we like a good old laugh. <laughs> well, so, so talking to you again, at the very mm. least, is is partly self-serving. Because I, said, I do definitely want to talk to you again. You, you okay, said something you that mm. is a perfect lead-in, because you had said, we're looking for words, and you have to go on a bit of an archaeological dig. Yes. Now, your journey is similar to mine. We've both uh, transitioned gender. And I've I've completed a social transition, and I believe you mentioned the same. Yeah, uh, I'm getting making leaps and bones, okay. and heels, which is good. <laughs> Dangerous, but good. <laughs> it, it, right, if you go over like a, a sewer grate, very oh, dangerous. Oh yeah, 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 or just the stilettos. Stilettos. I, I've got the the bruises on my knees to prove it. Oh, each yeah, each one uh, a badge of honor. <laughs> right if you get the scar the scars that is absolutely a badge of honor so mm-hmm. so as far as um as far as an archaeological dig on words i'm curious you you chose the name fiona yes what does the name fiona mean and what does it mean to you okay that's here we go with the humming and the high. Um, it would be, I suppose, okay. My dead name is Finbar. And Finbar in Irish is Fionbara, which means fair hair. Mm. So you, you, I, what I did was I, I took the young part mm-hmm. and it was a natural feminization process to just put an A, an A at the end Fiona so that's why it, it means fair and then I put Lee because I was reading a biography of Vivian Lee mm. <laughs> and I don't it just happened because as you can see there on, on the screen here it's fun Fiona Fung was my original yes. name. Right. I saw that. Okay. Yeah. And Fung, Fung was my Chinese name, which means wind, aptly okay. enough. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second to get the joke. There yeah, in terms I know. Of I was waiting. I said, is, this, is there another lag? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Fung was wind you put the uh, uh, suffix z this might tell you if anyone is fluent in mandarin reading this i do apologize or well listening to this i do apologize because my tones are not there but um anyway in any case fun you put the suffix z fun z crazy so that's why it was called Fiona Fung. So then Fiona Lee and then Fiona Evangeline Lee, just because I thought it sounded epic. 
Fiona Evangeline Lee. It has nice... Right, I mean, God, I could be... You know, I could be... uh, How do I say this? I could be a Protestant rector's wife. Or I could be the local tart. So... I, I think it's Fiona Evangeline Lee. I think it has a really nice romantic ring to it. It does. I, I see you. I see you um, residing at like a palace, not a palace, but like a, ca- a castle in uh, in Terra. Personally, do oh, I really? pronounce that okay? Did I pronounce Tara? that? Right? Yeah. Tara. Okay. Tara. Yeah. That's what I see. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, good. Good. It's it's nice up here. That's all I can say. It's people, Fiona Lee, Fiona eventually Lee. It's like, I don't know, kind of a bit posh, sophisticated. It is. Enigmatic. Uh, maybe, how do I say, uh, capable of bloviation, <laughs> which is extremely important. It, um, it is. Uh, no, I, I, it, it just kind of happens kind of naturally, just very spontaneously. And, you know, uh, I have a a friend who used to be a a drag queen in San Francisco, which I thought was like, kudos, you know, whoa, that is, her makeup tips were a bit, uh -uh, but it was good. But when I told her, that when I dream, I dream that I'm Fiona, not as my dead name. She was mm-hmm. shocked. She was envious because she will always dream that she is the person she used to be, not as the, the, the person she is now. So it's interesting. I think that's something that, yeah. So I think that if it goes re- well, obviously I'm not, I'm not casting aspersions in her journey. I'm not. Mm. It, that, that's just the way that things are. But for me, it was like it would obviously for her as well, but very deep. And uh, I suppose when there's magic involved, you deserve your magical name. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I'm. I'm actually and, almost surprised. The the name you chose now is is similar to your given name because I went. Wait, believe it or not, Amethysta was not my uh, my given name. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It it was very far up. It, it was actually named for my grandfather, whom I yeah, parent, I mean, he died when I was like you know six months old. Apparently, uh, hopefully not because of me. Although I don't uh, have any, no. I don't have data no, no. to to back that up. But I wanted to get as far away from that as possible. Now I have not great recollections of my family life any any family listening to this my apologies but you know there certainly the name does not you know in as far as my family goes you know i didn't it, it wasn't a, it's not a great memory and i remember the last time we spoke you you mentioned something about that mm-hmm. that your family life you know your, your childhood it was not great and and yet you chose something vaguely derivative of uh i'm not asking you to change it i'm just oh no it's um no because even though i'm still processing a lot of 
trauma and, and the, the crack. Um, we have to. But it's it's my attempt to, to, to say that, you know, I just didn't, you know, I wasn't found fully formed under a cabbage leaf. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- there was something before and it, 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 it's a very kind of a, a, an, an evolutionary name. So, yeah, and even Lee uh, is, it rhymes with the, the, the last syllable of my old name, which I won't even say, I, A, I don't want it, and B, I difficulty pronouncing it. It's one of those bloody Irish names. Uh, he, Lee, Fiona, Lee. Uh, uh. So it, it, it is actually orchids grow, or sorry, lotuses grow from the mud. So it's kind of a lotusy kind of name, I always yeah. think. I, I actually, I really like that. All right. Mm. You, you had said Finbar. I'm actually familiar with the name. So yeah. not. I mean, you, you know, I've read um, Irish and, and uh, you know, yeah. British myth. So mm-hmm. anyway. It was far from mythical for me, the experience of having that name. Because uh, when I was growing up, when I was a teenager in the 90s, we used to have a, a comic a comic book uh, imported from England, and it was called Viz. Okay. And there was a lot, it was, it was quite ribald. It was dirty. It was uh, great. <laughs> of course. Um, and there was... Uh, a character called Finbar Saunders. Okay. And Finbar Saunders looked like uh, the tone pervert, right? He used to walk, and, and this is another reason why, right? This is another reason why uh, I had enough love difficulty in, in coming to terms with, with who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Because he used to walk around, like had the dirty Mac. Oh, sure. He had uh, just walked around in suspenders, Underneath the dirty mat, right? And played a one a one string banjo. Which oh I think is brilliant, right? <laughs> Don't ask me for any storyline. I can't remember. But the thing is that that was the first, I suppose, real how I how my introduction into like cross-dressing. And it was again made dirty and made other and made all this kind of stuff. I did women talk about bloody viz for, but that's why I came for. And I got unmercifully, unmercifully bullied in school because of uh, Saunders. Oh, so, no. yeah. Oh, no. It was later then, maybe in my late 20s, when I was a folk singer. And I um, had even had an album out uh, called Hidisune Angel which was cribbed from the opening lines of Hold by Ellen Ginsberg. Mm. And uh, I was proud at that time to be this, this mythical person. The, 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 it's, it's very, I, I, I come from County Park. It's the quintessential archetypal court name. Um, but unfortunately, it's just become so... 
polluted by my experiences that it's refreshing to know be Fionnity. It's just it's it's just the way it is. And I always said, okay, sorry, I don't mean to be going on. Actually, I do. But the thing is, right, that um, the when I always had issues with identity, and because I had an Irish name and no sense of solipsism whatsoever, right? Okay. So everything was all over the shop. It was like, I, I, I would have to say my entire name, and I've known just doing it. I've just eaten. But the, thing, but the thing is, is that. When I was going to China, because I used to live in Beijing for five mm. and a half years, I to for um, to get my visa, I had to get a solicitor's letter mm, stating because sure. I got my my degree under one form of my name, I got my CELTA, another form of my name. I had the Chinese. I, it was like a row of like twelve names, but they were all the same person. Sure. So um, now that I'm Fiona Lee, that's what happened. Right. That's not happening now because I am. has integrated, yeah. Yeah. Nice little blend, like two fine tobaccos together. (laughs) Right, exactly. Mm. There was... um, this past week, you brought up a memory for me. This past week, I've been, um, for some reason, I've had to change my name in, you know, a few websites. I don't know why. I don't know why in particular in this past week. Okay. But I would I, I would go and change them and, you know, change it from my dead name to Amethysta. And I don't, there was a little part of me that went, oh, God, that's actually real. Like, that's really yeah, yeah. Real yeah. and not changing, you know. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. it was it was a really strange feeling to to say, yeah, I'm all done with that. I'm all done with um, you know, being that person. And and I so I understand the freedom I think you're talking about. Because that's yeah, um, yeah. It still it's even when I'm making pasta and I'd be like, oh, holy shit, really? Is this what you're doing? But, but ice, by you and me, Amethysta, we're we're all pros when it comes to psychotherapy. I'd imagine, <laughs> unfortunately, right? Unfortunately, but the thing is that it's it's I've come to recognize that that uh, voice is the small self mm-hmm. because I can see that there are, <sighs> is this. Wide open field where anything is possible. The air is positively freaking alpine, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the thing is that which do we prefer? Do we prefer that or do we prefer the hole in the ground where the small self's voice is coming from? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's, 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 um, great to actually be able to uh, write your own signature and it's new but yet it's like has pre-existed somewhere before but it's there now and 
it's it's it, I, I find that 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 is fascinating. And when it becomes just like normal, you don't even mm-hmm. think of it. That's that's the real. Right. I mean, I've met people now. I have met people now who would never have known me by another name. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. That like yeah. that person doesn't exist to some of yeah. the people I know. You. Yes. <laughs> for one. Exactly. So. Exactly. And I am very lucky. I have a part-time job in retail. And Everyone there knows Miss Fiona. Mm-hmm. Everyone. The misgendering is very, very slight percentage. It happens every so often, mm. but it's okay because we have to understand that, you know, not everyone is going to get it straight away. Some people do, some people don't. Sure. And you just, that's okay. We can't be living our lives correcting everyone either. But it's when, just told, as I said, the last time we were speaking, I'm like one of the, the a small clatch of uh, teenage girls within the actual shop environment have mm. taken me on board. They want to go out there. They're asking me, oh, does this look good in me? And, you know, as Fiona. And this is something yeah. like this time last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have thought, no. Absolutely, I could not see this happening. Right. But the thing is, I think that whatever way that you choose to express yourself, it's about character. Yes. It's about character. And it's it's also about, I suppose, being open. And again, like... I've been knocked down, but I get up again. Yes. You're never going to kick me down. Kick me down. Liking people, essentially. Um, yes. Not all, but to quote my therapist, we have to have a buffer of discernment too. It's not, we're not care bears. We're transgender. <laughs> right. right. As it says on all my T-shirts that I've printed up in the summer. Um, but... It's about character and being open and at least willing to try and give people a chance. Mm-hmm. And knowing when to shut down the negative people, of which there are many. Yes. You, you, you've also now made me want to go out and get a whiskey drink and then a lager drink oh. <laughs> and then a cider drink and a vodka drink. Yep. I know because right. once upon a time I would have done shots that time. <laughs> <laughs> I, there, there were many nights when I think all four of those would have passed my lips. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, so I have, yeah. so I have. You, you had mentioned um, you were a folk sing- that you had done folk. Sing- uh, sorry, that you yes. had been a folk singer. So, so I have a question around that, and uh, ironically, it's not going to be about your actual career. Um, I don't know if that's ironic. I suppose not. Mm, but because okay. my the question I was gonna I was going to ask or I'm going to ask is what actually makes a good piece of music? Hmm. Firstly, we'd have that's a very subjective question for it me. Is, but for since me, I know you're a musician, 
<laughs> well, I'm a singer. And even at that, that could be a bit of an interpretation. I suppose. You know, one person's Pavarotti <laughs> is another person's Harry Parrott. Mm. Um, I don't know. Um, a good piece of music for me, it doesn't have to be extremely complicated. I, I, I'm totally into to punk, rock, mm. grunge, rock and roll, three chords, me what you say, mm. uh, good lyrics, uh, the hook, a tune. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if you ever heard, did you hear of a band called the magnetic fields. Mm, I don't know that one now. There's, they've got a, an album. Do I have it here? I have it somewhere in my collection. It's called 69 Love Songs. And it does exactly <laughs> okay. what it says in the tin. There's 69. They're, oh my gosh, okay. And 62 are classics. Oh, really- the seven duds, but hey, percentage is very good. It's, it's actually one of the, the main queer masterpieces. Okay. Stephen Merritt is, uh, he's a singer from New York. He's got a very deep voice. He sounds like Methuselah with a head cold. <laughs> and uh, see, I'm telling you, I'm getting it back. Getting it back. <laughs> Stella got her groove back. Um, I can't, I can't. So, anyway, yeah. 69 love songs and they're all like composed on ukulele mm-hmm. uh, basic instrumentation just personality good lyrics and something to say that for me is a great piece of music they have to be a minute a piece though right no to fit on a cd that's why there's three it's a three CD oh. box set. Come on. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's All right. Now. Stunning achievement. All right. He now did actually. I have to go and look at this. Yeah, it's 69 love songs and brilliant. The songs like When My Boy Walks Down the Street. There are songs like uh, My Heart's Running Around Like a Chicken with Its Head Cut Off. Uh, there's Time Enough for Rockin' When We're Old. Brilliant songs that. I think anyone could sing. And maybe that's something beautiful too. It's mm. universal. It's not, you know, every song is about two, three minutes a piece. Perfection. All different styles. It's eclectic. Mm-hmm. He made a lot with three chords and an attitude. But that's um, the inclusivity is is amazing. I mean, you mentioned anybody could sing them. That's a uh, it's democratized, democratizing yeah. music. Yeah, it's not it very a million miles away from Led Zeppelin and Jagger's facial twitches. <laughs> right. Uh, well, he did. He, he I, I think he makes himself look so weird. Just like if I, I can't really watch him anymore. No, you know what though they they always like they have to kind of bring the um bring the coffin out on a trolley because I think he actually I think he actually died in like the the nineties right so they just bring yeah, out the yeah. coffin and yeah. uh, maybe I'm thinking of Keith but he had yeah it could be too but we <laughs> all know that they have 
they've got their whatever you call it the the air the whatever you know the not far from Michael Jackson oh because we um, know he's still around mm-hmm, he's a quite right. it's all cryogenic I'm only joking by the way like Elvis right. and Kurt Cobain are mm-hmm. his handmaidens right mm-hmm. same same with Marilyn Monroe actually and amazingly Mylena Dietrich it's true yeah she's oh, in Austria yeah. right now it's true she is yeah yeah she's totally her news of her demise were greatly exaggerated <laughs> exactly yeah so, so we've talked about words, and now we've talked about sound. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have two more. Okay. Because uh, why not? These don't make any sense. But um, the, the question I would ask. No, right. So the question I, was, I would ask, if you were going to assign a color to Fiona's personality, what color would that be? Purple. Would it really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I even knew when you were saying it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, purple. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if you were just trying to curry favor, because, you know, that's no, works too. No, but, but I favor curry. <laughs> okay. Um, Fair no, too. Um, no, because I was told by a white witch when I was 19 years of age that I had a purple aura. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was great, but it's since after kind of assuming an importance to this colour of creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just naturally drawn to the colour. It's just, it's, it's, it's there. No, I don't, I'm not saying that it is a major significance in my life. But at the same time, uh, maybe speaking Catholic and Lent and all this kind of stuff, Mm-hmm. You know how religion has infiltrated the, the iconography of religion has infiltrated Irish everyday speech. It's like sure. ah Jesus Christ and Christ and his blood knowns and it's all over Joyce and all that kind of stuff. And uh so it would I would imagine that the significance of the color purple for me becomes from the, the suffering part of the, the, the Christian tract. Drama, passion, emotion, that kind of thing. Everything, any anything that wasn't grey, I was fine with because uh, I was brought up in a very grey place. It was beautiful to look at, lovely green fields and everything, but the, the host, the spirit, in the, there's no spirit in the host. Mm-hmm. So rather than you don't free so you don't when you're doing your free social association, you don't say, oh purple, oh flat lining. <laughs> you know, it 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 means that you you're you've got your busty on and you're busting out of it and you and you want to talk and sing and love and all this kind of stuff. That that's what purple actually means to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your favorite color? Well, it's, I mean, it's purple, but. Uh huh. There you are. So, but it turns out in, in some pagan symbology. So when you, mm. when you look at like the compass, cause the, there are, I'm going to screw this up and somebody's going to write me a letter and go, you are an awful, you are terrible at describing this, but there are eight winds and the winds had different purposes. 
the wind to the northeast, if I remember correctly, hopefully mm -hmm. I do, the color to, to the wind from the northeast was purple. And, and the northeast in, in pagan symbology symbolizes um, the past and in particular ancestors. This is oh. the, north and, the north and the east, because the west is usually the, the, the future. That's, that's where death, that's where you go when you die. So you start off in the east and you go to the west, kind of okay. like the sun. Who would have thought? Um, okay. Which is why it's pagan symbology, I suppose. But yeah. so, um, so I guess my point is supposed to be: I, if there is one thing that that I have a hard time um, like connecting with, it is my ancestry. And so it's a little ironic when I read that. I went, oh well, that's mm. a shame. couldn't have been something else. Like you know you know cookies in or you know something. i know i i know exactly i know exactly what you're talking about because i mean i tell you why i know because when i was a folk singer something very very old yes modern mm -hmm. came out of me and okay. it's specific specifically the voice and the soul because they're both you know Interchangeable in large in large ways. Oh, sure. um, I could never. I was like, where did this voice of mine come from? And I don't know, because I I'm very very slim and very very petite, and I have a a voice like uh, a burly fucking docker. Much bigger, okay. much bigger. It's, it's, it is actually a very big voice, and um, so I was like, going, right, I can sing all the old songs, and and I, I don't ask me. I was into punk and all that, and there obviously this roots there, mm. but I came up, I came across this term, ancestral memory. Sure, oh sure, and that we all we all have this stuff hardwired into us. And that somewhere along the way in in my line, whatever that line is, um, I'm sure it's broken now. But um, somewhere along my line, there was there were other singers. They had to be because what I was doing, I hadn't really, I I, I wasn't a folk singer till I was about twenty seven. Mm -hmm. And now I'm not a folk singer anymore, but I'm a cabaret singer, which is kind of the same ish ish. Like okay. you don't in Irish folk songs, you don't sing about. Uh, well, actually, you would sing about mass murder. What am I talking about? Anyway, <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, that's the way that I explained at the time. But no, I wonder because I would be the first in ever in my family to be. Uh, trans person and this is where not speaking to them my family mm -hmm. comes in handy because I I don't have to explain uh, a myself to them or b there's, there's this is nothing to do with um ancestral memory or whatever this is something right. new something new yeah something radically new do, do you know when when you said folk 
singing, by the way, folk songs. Originally, I was thinking like Joni Mitchell, kind of 1960s, late stuff. And then you said Irish folk songs. And I went, oh, shit, I was so far off. (laughs) Yeah, well, and and, uh, Dylan and Baez and Joni Mitchell and all that crowd would have been very influenced by the folk singers. It's kind of like uh, blues in America. It was just something that that, that naturally evolves. And how right. a lot right. of what I'm doing now is actually, you know, we're, we're both writers and medium, but I would like to think that I'm beginning to write songs that are, um, even though a friend of mine said they sound a bit like Rodgers and Hammerstein, that's good because I, I want that. But I will write a song about being trans and do it in the old way. Mm-hmm. I think because you write yourself into the tradition. Oh, yeah, that's that's a really <laughs> I sure like that. Although I'm curious if you if you if you should more channel Lennon and McCartney. Just a thought. They they oh, got well, kind of popular, so. They yeah, I'm I'm I see. No matter what I do, I'm a tista. I'm doomed to be alternative. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're they're very they're and alternative and then some. They're very catchy, but I, I would fear that the listenership would fear for my mental health. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. So I have I have one last one. So we went through words and then we talked about uh sound. Now we just talked about yeah. color. That, that yeah. went along a, a bit of field, but um it did. So my last one, this this is I told you nonsense type questions, but this was what I had. If somebody yeah, yeah. are you familiar with like Ben and Jerry ice cream? Yeah. Okay. So if Ben and Jerry if you were to go to Vermont and Ben and Jerry were going to make an ice cream, Ooh. Fiona flavor ice cream, it's already creepy, isn't it? Yeah. If you, right. So if you're going to have Fiona big flavor in, ice cream. Big in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be. What would be mixed into this ice cream? What would be in Fiona oh. flavor Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Whoa, that's... Whoa, uh, that's a question. It, it's nonsensical. Uh, I, I know. No. <laughs> no. No, no, I wouldn't say it's nonsensical. It's, it's interesting. It's been Dr. Zeus, but it's interesting. Uh, what would I. Hmm. There'd be rose flavor. Oh, wow. There would be. Hmm. Yeah, rose-flavored ice cream from a specific rose, a wild rose, wild rose-flavored ice cream. Ben and Jerry, you can contact me after the show. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. What's the distinction? Like if I have a, we have roses in our garden, but what's the distinction between, what would be different? Because the the wild rose is natural. Mm. The wild okay. rose has to go through a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. It's out there. It doesn't have the 
the safety of of you know the lawns and the gardener. And, sure, uh, it's it's tough and it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and it stands by itself. Right, it would have um, yeah, it would have a more wild and uh, you know a flavor of the land. Yeah, and it can be transplanted. You can take it from there, and it will thrive in the garden too. Sure. So, yeah. Do, do you know what I would add? Just, just for you? <clears throat> yeah. I would figure, I think you would want to mix in some English lavender as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Although the French lavender, I think, smells better. It's, you know, yeah. you get English lavender, so. Yeah. And maybe some, like, black card berry. Blackberry. Yes. There you go. Yeah, I, that that would be good too. We used to go blackberry picking as as kids, mm-hmm. um, and there is like you know, you squash them through your fingers and it's like the, the blood juice and yeah, squash blackberry and rose flavored ice cream there you with go. maybe a hints of lavender. Of lavender, right? Lavender streaks. Right. Oh, I was thinking you just put the flowers in all together. Just wholesale, toss in some flowers. Oh, no, they'll do it in the factory far better. <laughs> It'll be a bit more um, streamlined. I don't know. Probably. Mm. You, you know, the the blackberry um, is sacred to Bridget. Oh, yeah. 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 It was actually, we're in Ireland, we are beginning to celebrate Bridget's Day more because there's been a Patrick's Day for eons. So uh, there's a pagan festival. I've never heard of them until this year. It's strange how these things are coming out after being repressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Umbalk. Yes. I never knew what that actually, I, I never heard of it at all oh, okay. until February of this year. All right, yeah, February first, yeah. Yeah, I, I heard it pronounced imulk, but you know, I didn't know what was it imulk. Imulk was an Irish word too, but it, uh, um, as far as I know, I, I understand it means ewes milk. I, I could be off, but it, but it, it had to do be. with the uh, the lambing, you know, when lambing yeah. occurred. Um, I find it, it's not a very mellifluous word. Word no. It's, I think it's least. kind of a bit, uh, but then again, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But mm. that's Bridget's holiday, and you know you should. There would be no blackberries out at the time, though. So no. So I don't get that, but I don't know. Maybe they, they were back in Bridget's day. I don't know. The the world is is tilting on its axis as we speak. That's probably what it was, the procession of the equinoxes back mm. in the day, mm-hmm. you know, it yeah. would have been plenty of, there would have been plenty of blackberries around. But, yeah. So, well, those were all of my, uh, I mean, I can look at you like there's sight, but I'm looking right at you. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I thought there was no good, no good reason to ask. What does Fiona look like? Because you would go, um, you're looking at me. What? Do you, what? Well, uh, oh, I look at myself in a different way. That's uh, a good point. I suppose. 
Well, it's like there's no aim. Uh, I'm coming to, she's coming out of the dark. Uh, I, I'm realizing that I'm actually being given birth, not given birth, given birth to, mm. to be who I am. That it's not the the social apocalypse that I thought it was going to be right. by because I had seen there were we had pioneers here in Ireland in in terms of of um, being transgender and uh, I had the displeasure one day of one one of the ladies Mitzi was her name. She used to drive a little purple mini car and nice. she had a big pair of purple fuzzy dice in oh, the window. Right? That's lovely. And <laughs> in, cursive, in cursive lettering, Mitzi across the dashboard. And Mitzi, Mitzi was not, uh, how do I put that? She wasn't exactly what you'd call Bridget Bardot. Okay. She had kind of like a, 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 a thrift shop thrift shop wig. All right. Uh basically uh looked a man in their sixties in a thrift shop wig. But okay. went around, had a cane, went around the first person I ever saw and they were fully socially transitioned. Whether okay. they were in hormones or not didn't matter. They were on television. They were speaking about transgender rights when no one knew what the bloody hell they were. Sure. Uh, and one Saturday, I was sitting outside a bar having a pint of Guinness. And I heard all these people actually abusing her. Oh, no. Yeah. And say, if you queer, faggot, the whole whole gamut. Wow. And I thought, oh, it stuck with me. I didn't know why, but it stuck with me. Yeah. And I even remember where it happened. And every time I walked that street, I remember it. And here I am. And knock on wood, you know, nothing has happened like that to me as of yet. But I be, I do realize that time has moved on even from then and that I'm being given the freedom to be who I am. And I want to reclaim who I am. I want to be, as I said last week, spiritual, intelli- intelligent piece of ass. <laughs> <laughs> So let's raise a drink to Mitzi then. Yeah, poor Mitzi. Oh my <laughs> poor thing, really and truly. Yeah, I would whatever happened to her. And I've written I've written extensively about her. Oh, okay. Um never really knew who she was. But you know, Hills of Ice. She was um very brave. Well very, very brave. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, 
Well, Fiona, I, I will say again, thank you so much for agreeing to 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 redo that, to do redo our, our conversation. No um, problem. Thank you. I, I just really love talking to you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Amethysta. And look, keep up the good work with the writing. I want to spend about a week talking with Fiona. Sister, you are a blessing to my life and to our community. All I can say is thank Bridget for that piece of ass. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Why Are You? If you'd like to hear more, please consider subscribing with links again you're going to find in the show notes. And until next time, there's still that burning question out there. Why are you?